Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew and uh, Robert's not here with me this week um, and this is going to be a, a, a very very different show. I've sort of pulled a few things together uh, but we do have some things to talk about. Um, there's going to be two big changes to this week's episode. I've got no news. I couldn't find any any news. I couldn't remember any any news either that had been posted after last week's episode because sometimes we um obviously once we post the episode on Tuesdays uh and then when news sometimes broke breaks between you know Wednesday to Monday or whatever I can't, I couldn't recall anything that had come out and I also looked up gaming news and all that kind of stuff and I couldn't find anything. Uh, obviously I've written, you know, like Cyberpunk and Last of Us and Tomb Raider in the titles because I'm going to be talking about those games today but it's going to be a bit of a different show it's probably going to be a shorter show as well I would I would imagine um to uh, talk about Robert's situation uh, he's he's fine um I did talk to him yesterday and as he'd explained a few times probably within the, in the last couple of episodes the last couple of weeks that he was in the process of moving um and he's doing that now obviously um and uh, I think he, I can't remember if he said this on air or off the air, but basically he was talking about, um, like the internet ports and stuff, like for, for different houses and whatnot, and saying that, uh, basically there was a problem with one of the internet port things at the new place that he's living. Um, so he said he doesn't know when he's going to be able to, like, you know, get that sorted and everything. I said, hey, you know, you, you get, you, you do what you need to do, get that sorted or whatever. Um, and I said, like, I'm probably going to just do a solo show, which I've done a, a couple of times. Obviously, he's had other problems in the past before. It's not been a massive regular thing. He is here quite often, obviously, but uh, he's got no internet, unfortunately, um, or his internet port thing sort of doesn't work, which is to do with the whole house moving thing, which he has talked about multiple times. Um, and obviously, I don't want him to like use his phone's hotspot with 4G because it will just like rinse out all his data doing like an hour's worth of show. Or usually we go 90 minutes, don't we? So yeah, we're just gonna uh, leave Robert off the show this week. But you've still got me. Hopefully that's good enough. I mean, I'm on every episode anyway. So, <laughs> um, but it's just gonna be me, th- me this week and no news. So two big kind of changes with that. Um, I am gonna throw in the news segment. To, or not, not, not the news segment. Sorry. The uh, the little jingle that we've got, obviously, with the uh, different console startups. I really like that intro, actually. I think it's quite cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw that in at some point. When when I take a little bit of a break to do housekeeping, I'll just throw those two little pieces together and then just talk about other games. Because basically, all I'm going to be doing today is talking about games that I've been playing and uh, an experience on the PlayStation 3 store and uh, talking about some feedback and whatnot as well. So, again, bit of a different episode. Um... No news to talk about. I mean, Gamescon is, I think, tomorrow. I could have obviously waited till tomorrow to do the show, but in case Robert's back next week, which hopefully he is, uh, I wanted to talk to. I, I wanted to talk with him about the Gamescon announcement. So uh, obviously, I could have waited and included that tomorrow and whatever. But uh, I'm just gonna leave. We're, we're gonna leave that until next week. I think. Um, I think that would make. Uh, a bit more, a bit more sense, but we'll, we'll have a more of a have more of a casual episode this week, which is which is also fine. Um, so yeah, no rubber, unfortunately, no news. But we, I do have a bunch of games I want to talk about as well, and I've sort of changed a couple of things. Uh, which let me explain what those are. Um, so I bought Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I got it for uh, eighteen pounds on uh, eBay. Um, the case actually arrived in a really, really good condition, and I was quite surprised as well. You know, you buy stuff from like second-hand places like eBay and whatnot, and you're never quite sure what you're going to get, are you? Uh, obviously, you've got your more trusted sellers and that sort of thing. But um, no, disc was in great condition. Obviously, there's two discs: the data one and the play disc. I only need the uh, play disc, obviously, but I've got both. Uh, the case was in very, very good condition, which was great. Um, so what I've decided to do is take what's called a rental holiday. For those of you who might not know, I use uh, Boomerang Video Games, their rental service. Um, And basically, I've done it so that I've set the date for two months' time as to when my account reactivates. It's not been deleted or anything else like that. Like, all my points and stuff that I've got on the service is still there. Um, But I thought, I'm going to be playing Cyberpunk for quite a bit. Um, there's no need for me to pay the usual £14 to rent two games if I'm only mainly playing one game. Um, 
And there was just a couple of games that I've got on my consoles already that I wanted to play. So there was no need for me to keep the boomerang rental thing and keep paying monthly for games that I'm not using. So I basically just put that on another rental holiday, which I've done twice this year. Because uh, new new releases have been a little bit slower this year anyway, so it's given me a chance to uh, play some some other stuff, which I've got plenty to play, which we'll hear about in a minute. Um, but I just thought because of some of these games I'm going to mention that I've got on my systems already, uh, there's no need for me to use Boomerang Rentals. But once I finish these games, I'll go back to that and then uh, start renting some games again. Um... So I'm just going to mention what those games are, and then I'm going to talk about Cyberpunk. So I've got Cyberpunk 2077, uh, so obviously I've got the disc of that now. Um, Psychonauts 1 and 2, I do need to go back to the first Psychonauts. I didn't drop off because I didn't like it, I just got distracted by other games. Uh, plus that wasn't through Boomerang Rental, so I was trying to sort of line all this up so that I could play some of these games that I actually owned. Um, second one's come out, uh, second Psychonauts Gamers, uh, I think it's out today actually, or tomorrow, it's the 24th or the 25th, it's the 24th today, comes out this week, uh, it's been getting quite rave reviews, which has been good, good to see, um, most people just saying it kind of lives up to the first game, improves a few things, and, uh, it's just a really good, good sort of time, uh, so that's good to hear, um, I don't really want to play Psychonauts 1 and 2 back to back, there's a lot of obviously weird and wonderful kind of stuff in there, it's sort of, I, I, if I were to look at Psychonauts, it's almost like the most Kojima game without having Kojima involved, like you think of the types of things Kojima's done with Metal Gear Solid, uh, by the way it's uh, Kojima's birthday, I think today or yesterday it was, he turned 68 I think, so happy birthday to uh, Kojima and hopefully he can make uh, another game some point soon. Uh, there's no blue box update stuff by the way this week, there's no Activision Blizzard part 4 or whatever, uh, none, none of that stuff this week, so um, there's none of that to talk about. But yeah, Kojima turned 68, uh, I think it was yesterday or today, again time zones, you know, obviously those things can be a bit different. Um, but yeah, he's one of the, I think he's one of the best, um, game directors, game developers out there, and I can't wait to see what he does with Kojima Productions in the future, and we'll find out eventually, you know, if he's tied to this whole blue box thing, but, uh, nothing, no, nothing this week to report about on that. Um, but yeah, if you look at the type of game, the type of story that Psychonauts is, it is kind of Kojima-esque, but almost with like a cartoony type of twist, isn't it? You look at something like Metal Gear, which is a serious kind of like spec ops, spy kind of mission stuff and all that sort of thing, you know, with obviously a, a Solid Snake. And then if you look at um, what Psychonauts is, obviously there's a different story with those, but it's still got all that kind of weird and wonderful things uh, going on, which is... Which is quite cool. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to going back to the first Psychonauts. Um, I did see a lot of people say, like, can I skip the first one and just play the second one? First game's not supposed to be that long, so I am going to play through the first game. Plus, I did buy it, so I don't want to waste that money. And, you know, it was, I, I was enjoying it anyway. So, I'm going to go back to the first and, and uh, the other Psychonauts game as well. So, that should be good. Uh, one of the other things I'm doing is uh, doing Last of Us Part 2 Grounded Permadeath. Uh, but it's permadeath per chapter. Um, and I'm I'm going to sort of dip in and out of doing that. Uh, if that makes sense. I'm going to have to. I, I kind of want to just concentrate on one of these games at a time. I think at the moment I'm going to be concentrating on Cyberpunk for a bit. Because I'm having a very good time with it. But uh, I was doing this bit yesterday of Last of Us 2. Grounded permadeath. And I started getting in a bit of trouble. And obviously on Grounded it's the hardest difficulty. So I'm getting injured more and all that kind of stuff. And I was like getting hit a few times and it started sort of like getting me a bit panicked of like, damn, you know, if I die here I have to start the chapter again. Which is better than doing the whole game. You can do, there's, I think there's three different options for the grounded permadeath for Last of Us 2. Uh, there's the whole game, uh, there's per chapter and then there's per arc I think it's called. Because obviously you've got like your Seattle days and all that kind of stuff for, for the game. I think that's the like arc thing they're talking about because if you click on like settle day one day two or whatever there's chapters within those I think basically if I die I start at the beginning of those chapters and not at the beginning of the day which is a better option um, but on the trophy itself because I'm doing it obviously to get the last two trophies which is complete the game on grounded and complete the game on permadeath you can do those separately but I'm going to try to do them together um, 
But uh, the trophy does say complete the game on any permadeath setting, so um, it's good that you don't have to do that for the whole game. Because I'm not going to get into spoilers for the game, but I can't imagine getting to that last fight and failing that by accident. Make, like you press the wrong button or something, or you mistime something and then you die and you have to start the whole game again. That would just be painful. So uh, I'm glad the op- the game has got those options. And I, I, I didn't actually know it did until I looked it up, because all I'd heard about was just permadeath for the game. So, um, so yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one to do, because um, it was only when I looked into the actual trophy itself and it said any permadeath setting, I was like, oh okay, there's different ones. And I went to set it up, and it gives you different options. So uh, for those of you that didn't maybe know that, you can do it on permadeath, but not for the whole game. So um, by the way, there's a bird sort of tweeting or whatever outside. I don't know if you can hear that. But I'm gonna just keep going. So uh, just thought I just thought I'd make you aware that I am aware of that outside. So hopefully it goes away because it's kind of annoying me a bit. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Enjoying that. I've done about the first um, hour or so. But again, I want to. I'm having so much fun with Cyberpunk at the moment. That I do want to focus on that and then get to these other games one by one. I will talk about Cyberpunk properly in a minute. Uh, let's talk about Tomb Raider and um, my uh, experience with the PlayStation 3 store. So at the moment, I've got four consoles set up. Or if you want to count the Switch as a console, which it's sort of like a console hybrid. I've got my PS3 hooked up, my PS4, my Xbox One and my Nintendo Switch. Now I've got three HDMI slots on my TV, but I've got like a um, switcher thing. Um... So I plugged basically because on my HDMI one I've got the Xbox and HDMI HDMI two I've got the PlayStation two sorry the PlayStation four and then on the uh, third one I've got both the Switch and the PS three um, so because I've got them all hooked up which is quite useful to avoid going around the back of one of the consoles or around the back of the TV and switching things just to play a different game or whatever so obviously it would be helpful if PS4 had better backwards compatibility options, but it doesn't, so, um, but I've been saying for a bit of time that I was interested in playing the original Tomb Raider games, I'd messed about with them a little bit when I, when I was younger, and I've seen quite a bit of them, like, I watched, like, my sister play them when I was younger and that kind of stuff, and I've seen different streamers play bits and pieces of them, um, and they look more sort of survival-based, and kind of like, because if you look at the reboot of Tomb Raider from 2013, I want to say, um, that very much takes a book out of Uncharted and does a sort of Uncharted version of Tomb Raider. So I, I'm looking forward to trying out the original Tomb Raider games. I did go on the PlayStation 3 store and buy the first two games. Uh, I'll buy the third one, but I'll buy it later. Um, yeah, the PS3 store is a weird one. It's a very, very weird one. Um, so I turned on my PS3, obviously. I had to fix my, uh, I had to buy a new controller charging lead, which only costed £5. But uh, it was better to do that than to buy a whole controller. Because I didn't know what the issue was. My controller basically wasn't responding to the PS3. Or it wasn't like... It, I was pressing the PS button on the, the DualShock 3. And it just wasn't responding. And I was plugging it in to charge it. Wasn't responding. So I went and got a new lead. And luckily that fixed the problem. Um, and then I signed back in and all that kind of stuff to my PS3. So... Usually if you go on like the Xbox store or the PlayStation store or probably the Switch store. I haven't been on the Switch store for a long time. Um, usually you'd go on there. You'd click on a game or you search for a game or whatever. And then um, it would give you the price and details and release date. And you know how big the game is. You know all that kind of stuff. Developer, screenshots, trailers, gameplay, whatever. Um, it doesn't have all those things. It has like recommended recommended games as well. Um, the way you also type on the PS3 store to search is a bit strange, like the way the letters come up and whatever. But I got kind of used to it. So I typed in Tomb Raider, um, found the first game. Plus, there's different versions of some games because there's like PSP versions or whatever of certain games. Uh, so you got to find the right one, which wasn't too much trouble. Where the weird part comes in is when you click on a game on the PS3 store. Um, not only does it not tell you its price, but it doesn't have an add to basket option or a buy now option. Those buttons are not there. You click on 
overview or what you basically do is you search for a game on the ps3 store click on it and then don't move like what you're highlighting and just click on x which will automatically be on overview and it adds it to the basket and then you check in the basket how much the game is it's very awkward very 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 silly but the weird thing is if you get where you're what the thing that you're highlighting if you scroll down to overview and click on it it doesn't do anything um so yeah i don't know why you'd click on overview as opposed to um just clicking on buy this game now plus when you click on a game on the if you search for a game on the ps3 store it doesn't list the price until you put it in your basket um so it doesn't even tell you like the price of the game it still tells you like who developed it if the version's compatible with ps3 and all that kind of stuff um but it's a it's a weird one it's a weird one but it's good that they've at least got some area that you can buy the ps1 classics on which is good um i'm imagining they've got the uh, ps1 startup with that which should be uh, should be good as well um but yeah that was that with tomb raider uh, i'm not going to start those games yet because i don't want to start jumping between last of us and cyberpunk and tomb raider and psychonauts because i'll just be too all over the place um i'm going to try and play a, at the moment a, a bit of a mix of psychonauts and cyberpunk um plus i've got call of duty as well so i've got a lot of things to play at the moment um obviously like with cyberpunk i can go off and do a number of gigs and side quests and all all sorts of things which i've still really liked anyway so um that's why i bought cyberpunk as well because they're they're adding stuff to the game they're intending to put other dlc stuff out so i thought okay instead of me renting this game i'm gonna buy it because i'm gonna see it i guess as a bit more of a long-term kind of game uh i do have a question later about cyberpunk from uh from a listener so i'll, I'll get to that in a bit um but those are pretty much the games and stuff. Um, so yeah, Last of Us 2, I kind of, you know, um, what was it? I, I played about the first hour or so. It was just that initial panic of like there was two runners on me and they were both sort of swinging their arms and stuff at me. Uh, you know, with the way that they try and like claw at you basically. And my st- like you don't have, you can't see your health bar because it's on grounded. And uh, the screen started getting redder, and I was starting to panic a little bit because I was trying to dodge an attack, <laughs> and uh, I ran out of ammo. But hey, that's that's the idea of survival that I got to get used to with uh, with playing that. So that's going to be that's going to be a bit more of a stressful playthrough, I think. So I'm going to try and stick with the fun of Cyberpunk at the moment. So so yeah, I'm just going to stick with the sort of fun playthrough at the moment with Cyberpunk, and uh, try to do what I can do in uh in that um speaking of that i i did do a little bit off stream I, I was trying to do some streaming the other day and it just wasn't it i i don't know what was going on with the internet but it kept saying your your uh internet quality's gone down or whatever that hasn't happened for a while i hope it's not a regular thing but uh, it just kept not working so i did play a little bit off stream uh basically i picked up dex's gun um and i started the uh underwater mission with uh with judy so i do intend, i do intend to play some later i don't know if i'll because uh, i don't have to treat i don't have to stream every single minute of it but um but yeah so we'll see how uh how all of that goes um but um I, I mean when i get to like you know the ending ending and stuff and obviously you've got the choice to make i'll i'll be sure to stream that stuff but like some of these other things are a bit more side quest sort of thing so we'll see but i'm 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 trying not because with the last of us 2 it was sort of okay i want to get the front to back sort of um collectibles playthrough done and i had all the story and my commentary in there and everything what i'm doing with cyberpunk isn't quite the same as that i don't feel like i need to stream every minute of what i'm playing so that's going to be going to be slightly different so um so that's pretty much cyberpunk like i've got you know still got my uh um uh what's it called the the car that i've got obviously the very very fast car uh supercar that's the name that they give them in it supercars so um it's been good with that uh gonna get back to psychonauts one like i said and then get back to last of us two after that and then at some point i'll jump on the uh original tomb raider games which i'm expecting to be the shortest out of all these experiences because the ps ps1 games were a little bit shorter than uh certain other games so we'll see how all of that goes um 
so yeah, uh, let's take a quick little break, and I'll talk a little bit about some more of these uh, bits and pieces and that. Uh, what I'm going to do, just for, just, for, just for the fun of it this week, I'll put the ad thing in here, and then at the end of that, I'll put the little uh, news um, segment bit. Not for any actual news, but just to put it in this week, and it will just be fun to listen to. And uh, plus, it's my show, and I can do what I want with it. So um, we'll get into some housekeeping in a second, and then... Um, I'll talk about uh, some other stuff. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, I did a podcast uh, last night called Breaking Down Marvel's Upcoming TV and Film Slate. I did talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer wasn't out at that point. I will be doing a podcast after I've done this one, uh, talking about that trailer itself. Um, but uh, I did talk about like some of my worries and stuff for the film and, and things like that. And obviously, I, t- I talked about Marvel's entire slate of tv and film going all the way to like fantastic four and probably x-men and all all of the all of the tv shows and films even like captain america 4 and all that kind of stuff just talking about my expectations and things and what i expect from these films how they're all going to kind of connect together in certain ways which is exciting and the rebuilding of the avengers and all that sort of thing so i talked about that as well um the the trailer that came out didn't really kind of answer all of my questions necessarily in the breakdown thing but what what that that's good because i didn't really talk about any sort of outdated information in the uh uh in that podcast for for the spider-man thing talking about so anyway that's uh talking about marvel's tv and film slate it's just it's kind of annoying that that podcast came out the following morning after doing that podcast because i would have included it otherwise so, uh, did you know I'd cast episode this week, uh, or yesterday, talking about uh, the curious case of Donny van der Beek, a talented young Dutch footballer bought into the club, Manchester United, for relatively cheap, £40 million, and just isn't really being used. As you can see from the featured image, he's often on that bench, because obviously the picture that I've used is Donny on the bench. Um, 
yeah made very very few starts last season in the in the league and in other competitions and was brought on a lot of times as a sub but it's usually quite late that he's brought on the pitch so very very disappointing what's happening with him but I looked at um, why that might be happening with that player so uh, some some different things to sort of break down there with that uh, CW Superheroes Back Woman Podcast. This is a podcast wrap up. We have had the second season airing here in the UK on E4, and uh, I've decided not to continue with that podcast uh, for season three. Obviously, I'm still going to do other podcasts, but mainly for Batwoman, I'm wrapping up that podcast. I've got no obligation to finish the series. That could also be like eight seasons or whatever, or five seasons. So we, we don't know. But uh, it has been renewed for a third season. I just won't be returning with the podcast for that third season. Which I believe is supposed to start in October. So yeah. But uh, that's the last Batwoman podcast that we're going to do. We'll probably talk about the show here and there in other places. Like casting news or whatever the case may be. But in terms of entertainment talks coverage of Batwoman. That is the last episode for that. Uh, the United cast talking about May United's 1-1 draw away to Southampton. Did disappointing result. Donny van der Beek again was brought into the conversation. Uh, in terms of him not being used again. Uh, sitting on that bench that... Uh, our manager likes to put him on so much. So we talked about that. Uh, American uh, coach for Tad Lasso is up to season 2 episode 5 so far. Uh, we still got a good chunk of that season left. Those are continuing on Fridays. Chat podcast bonus episode. Uh, talking about my experience of coming out. Which happened uh, last week. So that's mainly, that's just an episode focusing on that. Obviously that's a bonus episode. So it's not really talking about like the month itself and everything. It's just talking about that particular experience itself which was uh interesting to talk about uh walking dead final season preview we will we'll be back tomorrow to talk about uh this a the first episode of season 11 tomorrow because it aired yesterday uh and that sort of thing so we'll be back for the walking dead with that and everything uh funny monsters for monsters at work season one episode eight is the newest one we'll, we will have the uh, penultimate episode tomorrow which will be season one episode nine so that will wrap up in a couple of weeks gaming talk last week obviously we talked about cod vanguard gta remasters and the cyberpunk patch uh zoe extraordinary playlist still going season two episode five i'm up to with that and that's mainly what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms uh so let me go back to cyberpunk for a minute because i do still have some things to talk about there as well um so i've come across quite a few different um like assaults that happen in the game basically when i'm driving from location to location uh you get like assault in progress and you see a little like blue circle or whatever on the map uh, i've started intervening with some of those and trying to take down some of the criminals and that sort of thing um, mainly because you can get money out of it and you can get guns that even if you don't use them you can sell them or break them up for uh, parts which if you craft those parts into ammo it's very very helpful plus it's just fun to do the combat and stuff in cyberpunk uh, I found a new pistol in the game um, when was it I think it was last week when I found it and um, it has like fire damage chance or whatever Basically, if you shoot at an enemy a few times, or maybe it will happen on the first hit, they've got a chance to catch on fire. And it happened on one of the streams, and uh, it was really, really quite exciting. And one thing I really want to say about Cyberpunk as well, obviously it's a bit of a controversial game to talk about, and I understand why. I feel like with the general reception of Cyberpunk, and I understand the negative approach towards it, I really do. But... Instead of everyone just focusing on what isn't in this game and the things that didn't make it, so like the third person cutscenes and subway system and the gang uh, encounter things and everything like, well, like when you were supposed to get chased through the streets and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, obviously those stuff didn't make it in. The devs simply just didn't get time to put it in because they were uh, forced to obviously put the game out too early. Um, I think... There needs to be a bit of focus on what is in this game. Because you can still do some very cool stuff in this game. Like, I, I will very clearly say that. Because um, there is a few different, like, augmentations you can get that are quite cool. I saw some uh, video or stream or something where you can get, like, rockets that you can shoot from your arms. And you can get, like, fire that you shoot from your arms. You can get mantis blades. Uh, obviously the pistol that I mentioned that can do like fire damage. All that stuff is really quite cool. You still do get things like the supercars which are very fun to drive. The open world is limited but it's still fairly interesting. Um, 
And I'll tell you something as well. This might be a strange way to look at this. But obviously with one of the more recent patches. They've reduced the traffic. On uh, previous gen consoles. Which I'm playing this on a base PS4. It's actually quite helpful. <laughs> um, I, I, and I know obviously it depopulates the game a bit. There's less NPCs and there's less cars and traffic and stuff. But given the fact that I've now got a supercar which is very fast. And sometimes a bit difficult to handle because it is so fast. It's somewhat quite helpful to um, have a car that's really, really fast with less traffic. Do you get what I mean? Um, like, obviously, there's the sort of badlands areas that are less, much less populated. Um, and then there's obviously the Night City itself, which is a bit more populated, but still sometimes a little bit empty. It's helpful. Um, and I know that might be a strange thing to say because, like, you know, there's less sort of immersion of a lived-in world. I, I understand that. I'm just saying that with me now getting a supercar which is much faster than what I was driving before, with less traffic being there, um, it's a lot more helpful. Um, I mean, I mean, I haven't gone on many like road trips or whatever in my life where I've just like got in a car with like a friend or a family member and just gone for a drive. Uh, I've done that a, a couple of times when I was a bit younger. Um, I remember actually one because I, I do want to I do want to compare what I've just said to a real life situation. I remember um, this might have been about ten years ago or so when I was when I was still at school, and um, I had this friend and he, he lived with uh, obviously we all kind of lived with our parents still back then in high school, and uh, um, went to this friend's house and he lived with his mum and everything and uh, she had this quite fast car. And we went on a trip to go somewhere. I can't remember when it when it was because obviously it was ten years ago, and it was like a it was. I'm pretty sure it was like the summer holidays of school or something because um, I didn't go to school on that day. So it was either a weekend or it was like something else was going on, maybe a summer holiday or something. Obviously, in in the UK we get six weeks off, uh, or there's the kids now get six weeks off for uh, their uh, summer holidays. But anyway. Um, I remember getting in the car, it was a nice sunny day, I had like shorts on and all that kind of stuff, you know, the summer clothing that you would normally wear, and she wasn't driving a cyberpunk supercar like I am in the game, but um, I remember getting in the car with obviously my mate and, and his mum, and we went for a drive to go and get something, maybe it was like, uh, maybe we went for a meal or, or some, something like that, whatever it was. And um, it was a convertible car, so she took the roof, or, or like the roof went away, or whatever. And uh, what was it? Yeah, the roof went away and everything like that. So that was quite cool. And um, the for for whatever particular reason, there wasn't as much traffic. Now she didn't like go over the speed limit or whatever. It was just the car was like a bit faster. And. Uh, where where I live as well, which is the same place I still live now when I when I lived back then. Um, the roads weren't anywhere near as open and they were a little bit... I mean, the roads in the UK are generally just a bit more tighter than the ones in the US. You've got quite big roads in, uh, in the US. And there was very clear in front of um, my friend's mum at one... I remember at just one point, there was absolutely no traffic anywhere, right? Like the the roads were like everybody was clearly somewhere else or or whatever, and she started going a little bit faster. Not like any not nothing nothing dangerous happened. N- n- nothing bad happened at all. And obviously, like I said, she wasn't in like a supercar or whatever, but she was in a bit of a faster car. She started going a bit fast, and it was a nice sunny day. And um, I maybe I had sunglasses on or whatever, and we could feel obviously like the gush of wind over the. Uh, over the roof because obviously the roof wasn't on and uh you know the convertible was uh you know changing everything um and uh it's just one of them sort of you know when you go really fast in a car and it's just sort of that thrill sort of experience it's almost like because if i'm to uh to compare that back to cyberpunk i'm sort of doing the same thing in cyberpunk where it's like okay yeah the badlands areas are a little bit more empty but it's still like I can see in front of me where the road's really clearly open, and you just you know you just you just speed off in a car, and you just have that bit of freedom. Like there's nobody in front of you, you can just have fun and just speed off a bit. Obviously, and if I crashed in Cyberpunk, it won't be as bad as if I'd have crashed in the car with that person, because obviously I'm not in the game or whatever. But um, do you know what I mean? It's just that it's just that little thrill of 
going that bit faster and just having just having kind of the open road. You know when you see on films when characters uh, at the end of a film they drive off into the open road and the roof is off and the, there's a gush of wind over the top and the characters have maybe got their arms in the air or whatever. One of those sorts of moments um, doesn't last massively long, but it's a, it's a nice moment. That's what I'm trying to sort of compare that to. Um, and I haven't done that many times in in uh, my actual real life apart from then and maybe like one other occasion. Not that I'm re- I'm not really like a car enthusiast or I don't really look for that type of thrill experience, but it happened to happen in that situation. And I've kind of been doing somewhat the same thing in Cyberpunk, so that's been quite fun. Uh, which I would not have been able to do previously with the original car that you get in Cyberpunk. It's just not fast enough. So, or it's not as fast as as the supercar that I've got at the moment. So, because I'm pretty sure the one that you start off with in Cyberpunk, it, it's a relatively okay fast-ish car, but it's not. I don't think I don't think it's one of the game's actual supercars, is it? So, so yeah. Um, but that's that's been fun anyway. I've just I've just continued having fun with it, and uh, it's just been it's just been it's just been good. So, and yeah, there is occasions where I look at the game. And I think, okay, if you'd added in these parts that you had in your trailers and everything, it would have been a much, much better experience. But, as I said, I think some of the criticism needs to be sort of readdressed as opposed to, okay, yeah, you can't do these things in the game. Fair enough, you can criticise that. But what is in this game? You know, and just focus... Because I haven't really seen much conversation focusing on what you can do in this game you can use a samurai sword you can use mantis blade you can use futuristic weapons and you can hack enemies and you can drive supercars and the story's good and i'm not trying to like sell anybody on the game you know if you've brought it or you haven't that's entirely up to you but i just think there needs to be a bit more focus on the conversation of what you can do in this game because what you can do in this game can be very fun that's the point that i'm trying to make so anyway that's pretty much it for the main <coughs> Excuse me, talking points of the ep- of this uh, week's episode. There's no news, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's probably some bits and pieces about stuff, but nothing like massively noteworthy. Unless I've missed anything, of course, which is, if I have, please let me know and we'll talk about them next week. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of that. Uh, Cyberpunk, Psychonauts 1 and 2, Last of Us 2, Grounded, De- uh, Permadeath Mode, Tomb Raider, and my experience on the uh, the PlayStation Store this week or the playstation 3 store so it's very strange very very strange i did hear that that was some sort of glitch on the playstation 3 store but if we remember a few months ago sony sony was going to close down the ps3 and the vita store so they don't really care much about it plus they've got obviously the ps5 store to maintain and the playstation 4 store to maintain so you know the ps3 and the vita store aren't really at the top of their agendas at the moment uh, which you can kind of understand, it's just a little bit frustrating, but nevertheless, you know, I did manage to buy the games anyway, so that's good. Uh, let's go on to some feedback and some emails, um, you can let me know your thoughts on any of these games I've discussed, have you played any of them, have you played the original Tomb Raider games, what do you think of what I said about Cyberpunk, and uh, everything else that I mentioned, and have you had any awkward experiences on the PS3 store? Um, there's probably not many people that use it anymore, but that was uh one of those occasions so um if you like like to write into the show and let us know your thoughts on different things uh, methodentertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and information in your show notes so let me know what you think harrison starts off says hey matt glad to hear you're enjoying cyberpunk 2077 because i've been mentioning it for the last couple of weeks when do you think you'll review the game and what would you rate it given the state it's in uh, obviously, we've got the rating system here on Entertainment Talk. Uh, for games, it will be the must-play, uh, and then the usual other three, which is don't skip, possible skip, and skip. The only difference with that, obviously, with watching something, is the difference between must-play and must-see. Because uh, if you're going to rate a film or a TV show, you wouldn't say it's a must-play, would you? And if you're going to rate a video game, you're not going to call it a must-see, because you play them. So, anyway... Um, at the moment, now it depends. It's it seems to be a bit of a roll of the dice as to what, like, how stable your version of the game is going to be that you get. And I do think I got a bit lucky with the the version of the game that I got. I've had a few little glitches here and there. Nothing game breaking has happened at all, and I've still yet to see a T T pose character 
in the game. Uh, which, even if that does happen, that's still not game-breaking. I can just walk past the NPC that's doing a T-pose. And I can just keep going on with whatever mission I've I've got. So, um, I, I'm trying to figure out why, they, why the NPCs do a T-pose. Um, I mean, I know with... I mean, I don't know as much... You know, obviously about game de- like the specifics of game development, but I do know certain times with certain character models that if a character goes off the screen and isn't used in a scene anymore, that character model will be pushed out of bounds and put into a T pose. But the weird thing is with that is the NPCs that you are seeing because there's obviously a thing with video games where. Oftentimes, if you're in, it doesn't have to be an open world game because it's been done in other games before. The area that you're in as a player, or the area that you're in as the character, is usually the only one that's rendered. Um, because let's say you're in, like, let's say you're playing. I'll just bring up Last of Us Two as an example because it's a bit more, a little bit more open, isn't it? If you're in a building with uh, playing Zelly. And there's a building, you're inside of a building and you can't see another building that's 10 foot away from you. There's no reason to render that building. Plus you don't go in every single building in the game. So obviously things like rendering furniture and rooms and stuff like that in that game isn't applicable. Or isn't needed because you won't go into every single building. Um, But the weird part about that with Cyberpunk is... Obviously, what what you see in your player's view needs to be rendered properly so that the game experience can run well. But usually, usually from what I know about T-posing characters and putting NPCs into T-pose situations, is when you drag that character model away from the area, drag them out of bounds. Because I've watched a lot of like out of bounds videos for certain games to see how things are like rendered off screen and stuff. Um. But I don't know why that would happen with an NPC that's next to you. Um, the funny thing about it is, is that because their legs don't tend to move when they're in the T pose, do they? But like, because some of those NPCs will still turn their head and look at you, and they might even say some stuff to you. You can actually, obviously, you hit like, obviously for me, it's square, and you activate a little talk function. They say like a one one liner kind of thing. But there's no reason those characters should be in a T-pose. Um, there obviously, there was the little, little incident that didn't really get addressed during the Cyberpunk stream last week. Where uh, they were walking past somebody that was sitting down at a food stall thing. And just for a split second, he sort of... This this NPC he was sitting down, wasn't he? He sort of like briefly broke out into a T-pose and like put his arms straight back in. I don't know why that happened either. Um, it's I think it's a case where the animations just weren't really done necessarily. But again, the Tpo stuff might look stupid, but it doesn't break anything. Um, I mean, if you're in a situation where you're doing like combat with Jackie, and you're going through an area with Jackie, and let's say that you need like his help, and he's walking along with you, but he's T-posing and he's not shooting, that would obviously be a problem. Uh, again, it still might not break the game because you still might be able to shoot all the enemies and get through the area. Because to me, game-breaking glitches and bugs is where you can't progress through a, a quest that you need to do. Like if you can't open a door, or you can't pick an item up, or if you need to speak to a character and you can't press a button to interact with them, therefore you can't progress the quest. Um, that to me is game-breaking, so it it is funny the amount of glitches that, yeah, there's some really weird wild stuff that happens. Um, even as far as, let's say, um, you know, cars flying across the screen or breaking or blowing up or whatever, there still isn't game-breaking because you can still go and do the quests. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's other types of things that get in the way of you progressing your quests, which is like if you call one of your vehicles over and... I've seen instances where it will like your vehicle will spin around in a circle, or it will like drive around in a circle, and you can't get in it. Obviously, because if you try and go over to it, it'll, it'll run you over. That's not happened to me before. Uh, the one, the one incident that I did have with that on stream the other day, which again didn't really affect anything. I called the supercar over that I had, and I think it was Jackie's bike spawned on top of it. 
But I was like, okay, I'm going to get in this car and see what happens. I got in the car, no problems, drove off. And the bike just gently fell off the roof. And it just stayed there. And then I just drove off. So again, even though that's a very strange thing to happen. I still drove off and did the mission that I was going to do. Um, and this isn't me trying to defend the, defend like, oh, you know, these bugs and glitches are fine. It's just that none of the ones that I've experienced have broken me from doing anything in the game. Uh, and some of them are just sort of been like, okay, the bike's on the roof. I'm just going to drive off and leave it there. And I'm going to be in the car that I'm in. Like, it doesn't affect anything. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I will say, though, about the game. that I don't know this has been kind of a cyberpunk-focused episode. Um, the bad the game doesn't run very well in the Badlands. It doesn't. Um, and that's a little bit of an issue as well. But, um, because there was, there was an instance where, um, I was trying to find Dex's gun, which is out in the Badlands, and I was jumping over, you know, there's that massive bag of, like, trash bags or whatever, and I was trying to hop over them, and I saw at one point, like, my character model dipped down into the ground a little bit, I didn't get stuck or anything, and then I kept jumping over, but I could see that the, like, bags of garbage or whatever, or, or the, the trash bags and stuff, were kind of hovering above the ground a little bit. So I thought I might get stuck underneath it or something, but I still didn't. Um, I was kind of, like, hopping over the bags. It was it was quite interesting. So, um, but I don't like the way the game runs in the Badlands. I think that's because there's a lot of different, like, particles and stuff the, games can't, the game can't really handle. Because um, if you think of when you're driving along the road, it's usually a smooth road, isn't it? But with the Badlands, you've got like rocky roads and stuff like that. And I don't think the game can handle it quite so well. So um, that's, I guess, quite a long answer to your, to your question. Um, when will I review the game? I'll review the game when I finish the story. And when I've seen all the story and made my choice. And I can kind of analyse my choice at the end and the other choices that I was given. So... That's when I'll review it. So it won't be really anytime soon. But again there's no particular rush to get to that. Um, and in terms of the rate. I, I would give it probably like a don't skip. But then again if you hear me say don't skip this game. And then you buy it on console or PC. And you have a massive bunch of issues that get in your way. But that Then that's your different experience of the game. It's a funny one. It's a very funny particular game Cyberpunk. Of like I've had still some glitches and some bugs that have been kind of like curious and weird, but none of it's got in my way. Um, but then if you have an issue to where like I don't know, um, like your car gets completely stuck or something, and it like annoy I I I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. Um, definitely. So, but uh, as they kind of. As one of the game designers, I think it was one of the game designers or whatever on the stream said about um, because the game's on so many different platforms, which it is, because it's what? It's on PS4 Base, PS4 Pro. Obviously, there's PS4 Slim, but that doesn't really make much difference. So, P- Base PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5, PC, which there's a bunch of different versions of PC that you can get, uh, Xbox One. Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. So there's like four different Xbox versions or whatever. Or five different Xbox versions. And then there's, obviously it's not on Switch. Then there's Stadia. Um, So there's what, ten different versions of the game? So I suppose what he was trying to say is like, if we try and fix this on this version of the game. It might break or make worse a version that we've got. On another system. So. um, Because sure you might think like. Why can't you just put this or that into the game. Or do this or that. But I suppose for them. They've got to make sure it works across all the different platforms. So and given the game is live. And the game is out. It's more difficult to do that. Which obviously leads into the whole like. They needed to to be given more time. Which they weren't. So. ah, it's It's an annoying one. It's a weird one. So. Anyway, but that probably answers your question. Uh, Kate says, congrats on coming out. Thanks very much. Uh, how do you feel about um, bisexuals? Ha- so, how do you feel bisexuals are represented in video games? Do you want more characters like this? Um, somebody asked me a similar question before on the Walking Dead podcast. This this was when I was sort of like quietly out, I suppose. But not like publicly out and everything else like that. 
Um, and somebody said about like TV shows and like, do I want more bisexual characters in TV shows? Whether it's any type of media, so TV, video games, films, obviously like watching my football team doesn't really make any difference towards that. Like you don't really hear about players, sexuality and that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously like even with like comic books as well, because there's the Walking Dead comic books. Um, if you add or take away, or sorry, if you if you've not got any bisexual characters in your media, or you have got more characters in your or in in media like that, that's not going to push me towards or pull away from something. I don't see myself. Get, I wouldn't see myself getting into a situation where I go to watch a new TV show or play a new game or whatever, and think like, oh, you've not got any bisexual characters. I'm not playing your game or I'm not watching your show. But then if you have got more of them... I mean, obviously Love, Victor was a very particular situation. But I didn't watch the show because Victor might have been gay. I watched it because I'd seen the the Love, Simon film. And I liked the fact... I was interested in the fact that there was a TV show adaption. Um, so that that's like a bit of a different case. But again, I wasn't pulled in just because of Victor's sexuality. Uh, I wasn't even pulled into watching the first Love, Simon film because of the character sexuality. It was just because of... I was interested in it. Um, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is... If your media has got bisexual characters in it... That's not going to make me go... Oh, got to jump on that. Gotta, you know, It's got somebody that's like me. I've got to jump onto that. And if you haven't, it's not going to make me go... Oh, no, I don't really want to watch that or play that game. So... Um, I mean, I am all for having more representation in media. It just doesn't have to be specifically tailored towards me. And people might have different ideas and opinions about that. Of like, you know, if there's more like people of colour or transgender characters or whatever. But if that's somebody else's different preference, then that's up to them to have that. Um, So, um, so yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of don't really understand the argument about like, if let's say a TV show or a game is really lacking diversity... Of like it makes the show worse. It doesn't really make the show worse. Because at the end of the day. It's about okay the characters that you do have. Are they interesting enough in their own story. The story itself. Is it interesting enough. And obviously if you bring the game situation into it. What is the gameplay like. Is the game actually any good. Like are the mechanics interesting. And how they interact with the world. Um, There's more to media than just. Hey, has it got any people of colour or LGBTQ people? And I understand why that's important to certain people. Um, but at at the end of the day, I don't think it's... Again, it depends on the story. If your story more leans in towards something that's to do with representation, like Love, Victor, maybe, I suppose, um, then it matters a little bit more. But for your average kind of like, like... Like Walking Dead or something, for example. Yeah, you've got gay characters, you've got lesbian characters, you've got uh, Latino characters... You've got people of colour, that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously female characters and whatnot. But it won't really make the show better or worse if um, you've got more or less of those characters, I suppose. Because it's about like the survival of, of an apocalypse. So um, hopefully you all kind of understand what I'm getting at with that. So again, it depends on the story. If your story leans more into... If your story leans into this is a story about a gay character like with Love, Victor, then yeah, obviously it's important that Victor himself is gay. Because um, if you then did the story and Victor was straight, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense to do the story anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just kind of my, uh, that's, that's just my opinion on that. So, um, it does make me kind of like, if I'm watching a trailer for a new TV show or something for a film... And I notice like, oh, there's a few more people of colour. Or like, oh, there's a gay character. It kind of makes me think like, okay, you got something a bit different here. A bit kind of, it is an interesting aspect to have, for sure. And it makes the characters different. And they'll obviously be, they'd be different from each other. Like you'd have a white character or a person of colour or a gay character. Obviously they're different. They're going to have different stories. They're going to have different perspectives on life. Um, in terms of how they perceive the world because they are a bit different. At the end of the day, we're all human. But um, some of us are human, or some of us are just different in different ways, and that is interesting about different characters. Um, I suppose as well as well it counts towards like, um, okay, if your character is specifically gay or or something like that, what are you what are you actually writing for that character? Because um, if you've got a character that's just kind of like, okay, you've got a person of color character in the show. 
um, and you start off with a blank piece of paper, and you think, okay, you've got a person of, co- of, of colour in the show, that's interesting, that's different, but what are you going to do with that character to... Because um, otherwise it can kind of maybe lean into, okay, yeah, we want to put a person of colour character in our thing, TV show, game, whatever, but what are we actually going to do with them? That's important as well, I think. Because so, otherwise you can end up with the entirely opposite situation where you have um, a diverse character in your thing and if you do nothing with them and they're just pushed to the side then you'd obviously rightfully get complaints about like hey you've got a bit of an interesting different diverse character why aren't you doing anything with them that can become a problem I think so um, but it again it depends on different people's perspectives and uh, what they like out of different shows, what sort of shows they go for, and games they go for, and stuff. So, um, so yeah. But to answer your actual question, um, it doesn't push me towards or pull me away from any media if they have or haven't got bisexual characters. Um, so, yeah. But then, if you put a bisexual character into the show or into a game or whatever, and you do something very interesting with them then that's going to make me more interested in the character because then the character is more interesting so um i think there's i think there's a lot of different more different angles than just hey your piece of media isn't diverse enough it sucks or hey your your uh show's got tons of diverse characters it's better i think there's more angles to it than that um like writing and you know just just a bunch of other stuff so um, but then, as the people that create these things, they've got to make sure they do a good job with these characters. So, uh, that's that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day, is to make sure that whatever characters you've got in your story, make sure you do a good job with them. Um, so, anyway, that's my uh, kind of long answer to those two questions. And I've gone for 55 minutes, and I didn't anticipate that happening today. Um, so, because uh, I've still got... Uh, I want to do a podcast talking about the Spider-Man trailer as well. So... Um, there we go. Sorry Robert wasn't here. Of course, that, that's under different circumstances. Uh, sorry there wasn't really any news. I mean, that's not in my control either because I don't publish the news for other companies because I am working on here. So, um, but yeah, that's a rare occasion where I couldn't think of any news to put into the show. So, there you go. Um... So yeah, but uh, anyway, let me know your perspective on all that different stuff, um, what you want from different things, and just anything else I mentioned on the show. Uh, org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, yes, diversity is very, very important, but if you're going to make your media diverse, make sure you do it right. Make sure you do a good job with it. So, um, as you need to with just any pe- making any media in any way, make sure it's good regardless you know otherwise at the end of the day if you make a bad piece of media nobody will want it so <laughs> there you go uh, but yeah matthew entertainment talk.org uh, twitter e talk uk there's contact page and information in your show notes let me know how you feel about what i talked about today uh, you can find all the other podcasts that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts, so check out all that as well. Obviously, I mentioned a bunch of stuff in the housekeeping, so check that out as well if you'd like to. If you like what you've heard today and you'll support more of it, uh, you can either just go to entertainmenttalk.org or you can find us on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk uh, for all of that. Um, word of mouth, social media, you can tell other people about what we do and where they can find it. So social media, word of mouth, that kind of stuff. You can help us out by uh, spreading the word, so to speak. And uh, lastly, of course, Patreon. Uh, Patreon, uh, we're on there. Uh, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcasts review options. Check that out as well if you'd like to. Uh, for TV and film news, you can find David posting that over on geektown.co.uk. Uh, and Geek Town Radio, which comes out on Tuesday, so look out for a new episode later today of Geek Town Radio for your weekly TV and film news. Check that out. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily, pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bites, Trista B Y T E S. As you're doing very, very good over there, go and give her a follow. Trista Bites, go and give her a follow over on Twitch. You can also find me on Twitch as well, Etalk UK, for all my different streams. Uh, Cyberpunk, obviously, at the moment, and some other bits and pieces here and there. I've mentioned all the games in this podcast that I'm playing, so go and check those out over there. Uh, Twitch, eTalk UK. You can also find the um, archive streams later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>